You're listening to Art Speaker, the official podcast of ArtSpeak. I'm your host, Trevor St. Aubin. Every week, we converse with artists of all mediums. We talk about success, critique, challenges, and the role of the artist today. So I've been struggling with the idea of like um, putting yourself out there as your own name. So like I'm out there as Katie Peterson, and I really wish that I could like switch that sometimes and just be like a random band name and and have have all the same songs and whatever, but have it be under the guise of a band because sometimes I think uh, it's just better received when it's a band versus um, a solo artist. But I also on the opposite end of that, I feel like as a solo artist, you get to really connect with people because they're like. Yo, art speaker in the house. You just heard from Katie Peterson. She's a singer-songwriter based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. We recorded this episode at Mile of Music. It's in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, absolutely the best music festival I've played and probably in the entire world. She's here. Uh, she's playing shows and she's taking names. Uh, I didn't meet Katie until this episode. We actually uh, sat down next to each other at a table not knowing that we were going to podcast uh, together. And then we realized that. So it's kind of funny. Anyway, uh, we talked about how she got her start at Howl at the Moon. It's a dueling piano bar and how it kind of helped her get to where she is today. Uh, I consider it a great honor to speak to so many intelligent artists. And uh, for sure, this one is uh, up there with some of the best. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's Art Speaker with Katie Peterson. This is cool. Well, if some people don't know, we're going to be doing a bunch of episodes, but we're in Appleton, Wisconsin, which I didn't Mm -hmm. know existed until Mm -hmm. this festival, but it's called Mile of Music. (coughs) It's like um, um, one street and it has a bunch of venues. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like South By. Yeah. But before South By was not as cool. They found like the street (laughs) with the most condensed amount of stages to put musicians on it's yeah. awesome no Pretty this cool. is super dope mm-hmm. i think there's 70 venues and then um, here oh my yes. gosh shut yeah, up I'm, nope there's I 70 there was venues like six. no and um there's 900 sets yeah i saw that on the because there's an app and there they have an, an app, app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i saw there's 900 yeah. sets yes that's crazy. I don't know how many artists. I wish that they, I wish we knew, but there, I mean, there's, there's hundreds. Yeah. There's hundreds of artists here. For sure. And they're from um, all, because I met someone from, from LA. All over. Uh-huh. From Washington. Pretty sure I saw someone South from Carolina. Alaska last night. Really? Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Alaska. Pretty amazing. Where are you from? I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Michigan seems to be cool. Yeah. Like there's like, there seems to be, I think some of my favorite regional bands are mm-hmm. from Michigan. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Beta Same. Camp. We just played with Beta Camp. They're nice. really cool. Uh, Brother Elsie. Fantastic. Um, Michigander. Yes. Jax Anderson now. Mm-hmm. Um, we just played with the band. I don't remember the name, but they're from, I think they're from Grand Rapids. Okay. But it seems to be, to be in Michigan seems to be nice because like Ann Arbor, you have Kalamazoo, you have Detroit, Grand mm-hmm. Rapids. Am I missing? Are those like the yeah, four main? Those, those are the four. And then if you if you get up north, you've got like Traverse City and oh, okay. um, some areas up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor, Detroit, that area is just kind of booming with people yeah. that are. There seem like music, seem, the two yeah. best music cities in the Midwest to me mm-hmm. are Cincinnati mm-hmm. and like the Michigan area. 
Okay. There's mm-hmm. some like killer bands cool. from both both areas. I don't I don't know any um I don't think that I've been to Cincinnati. Cincinnati so they have, have to check um, that out. Silmar is a dope band. Cool. Um Moonbow is another dope band. I'm trying to think of those are like the two that jump out to me. Mm-hmm. But we've been like and but it's like super close to indie. So nice. we've played like a bunch of shows. But That's um, awesome. Yeah. I, are you from are you from I'm Ann from Ann Arbor. Yep. Okay. And then um, came down to Indiana to go to Butler. So I went there initially for music and then um, went for music ed, switched because I didn't want to teach. And sure. then um, ended up sticking around playing at uh, Hell at the Moon down oh, there. Oh, nice. How um, was that? It was so fun. It, like, lo- it, it looks was like a, a blast. blast. You know? Yeah. Um, and it was a perfect time. You know, I was like 21. So it's just like yeah. that's the time to... To jump in and play at the hell of the moon and learn a bunch of songs. Well, you you probably Mm -hmm. get good at your what I don't even know what you play. I play piano. Piano. Mm -hmm. You probably get really good because Mm -hmm. you. How many songs you have to know? Like a couple, a hundred, hundreds. Yeah, I mean it's it's. uh, I would. I went through a period of time where I'd learn five to ten songs a week, and then um, that was my training. That's period. a lot of work too. It is. It's a lot of work. Um, but then you know, once you start learning the songs and the chord progressions and the the grooves, um, it gets a lot easier. We we call it faking. So you just pull yeah. up the chords, improvise, sing along, do what you can, yeah. and that's Play the pretty one hook much everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as you sing the chorus right and they can sing mm-hmm. along with you, you you've done your so job. So from doing <laughs> that, did you? Did you learn that there's a lot of songs that are kind of the same or yes. similar? A lot of similarities, I guess. Most definitely. Cause we played a lot of top 40 stuff. So mm. that's like not all the same. Cause I think that some of that is really good stuff, but uh, a lot of it is the same chord progressions, just different like hooks and melodies. Um, but my favorite part about that was just learning Billy Joel and Elton John sure. and Janis Joplin and Carol King and like diving into all these, all the greats from, sure. from back in and, um, I don't know. Just yeah. learning a lot from them. That's awesome. That sounds mm-hmm. like such a dope experience. I've oh, yeah. I wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do. I always wanted to go play on a cruise ship. Uh huh. Because I feel like mm-hmm. that would be like you get away, see a bunch of people, but you play. I've been all thinking about it. Yeah. I know. I've always wanted to go to Alaska. So yeah. I'm like, I'll Alaskan just hop on on a yeah on uh-huh. an Alaskan <laughs> cruise, play a bunch of covers, and you know, see that. Well, it's just like because I used to. I worked at a church and I did music there, mm-hmm. and I played all the time, yes. and I was like pretty good mm-hmm. at music yeah and now i don't i'm in sales and it's boring <laughs> and i'm not you get those sales chops yeah like, i can sell yeah. you anything yes but i can only pl- like stay in like the c major scale on the piano because gotcha. it's all the white keys right yes but i've heard the cruise stuff is like you get so good but it's so grueling mm-hmm. like living yeah. in the like a two square foot little mm-hmm. room yeah but like you just do get so solid at yeah because I, I looked at i looked into it after high school because I think it's like three to six month stints. Sometimes you, you can go. do it for shorter. Oh, you can? Yeah. It so you've like depends. looked into this. I have. Nice. I, and I've, I've had a couple friends at least that have done it for dueling because um, they're always looking for people to like rotate in and out if they if somebody, you know, needs a break or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I think that you can do it for as short as like three to six weeks. Um, oh, okay. Wow. So that would probably be, that's kind of nice because you can kind of right? like figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is cool. You can get it now if you need to, if you're yeah. if you really not need. feeling it. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. That'd that's be cool. a cool experience. So, then what brought you back to Ann Arbor? So, uh, I actually ended up going back to grad school. Um, so, I went to Eastern for speech therapy um, oh, cool. and went back there and uh, just ended up staying back home and continuing to work on music. And um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just kind of juggling 
all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're you're a solo artist. Yep. Do you, mm-hmm. Did you, have you ever played in a band? Um, yes. So Isaac here has played in my band. Cool. Um, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, we. I I would love to be a a band mm-hmm. more um, more than solo sometimes. But was that um, just because it's so fun to bring those songs to life in a yeah. more uh, comprehensive way? And so being able to like have drums, you know, get the beat going and have the bass really sort of like fill in the low ends. And, um, sometimes we had guitar too. So mm-hmm. yeah. it does seem like you are like being a piano solo artist seems like the best case scenario because mm-hmm. it's like, you can cover all the spectrum and kind of display that groove a little bit. But sure. I imagine when it is with the band, then you like don't have to worry about as much as your left hand cause you're a bass player and exactly. Yeah. Play more of the hooks or whatever. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I have, I get yelled at in the studio a lot cause I've got to like simplify the piano part because <laughs> like it's just muddy otherwise, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. Have you, have you thought, cause I'm actually kind of in the middle of this of going from a band where there's like three people, 33%. We own the, St. Alban LLC, but to like one, there's only going to be one. It's going to be a solo project. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, have you thought of like bringing other people into like your business? I guess you could say maybe. That's a good question. I think so. I've been struggling with the idea of like um, putting yourself out there as your own name. So, like, I'm out there as mm-hmm. Katie Peterson, and I really wish that I could like switch that sometimes and just be like, a random band name and, sure. and have, have all the same songs and whatever, but have it be under the guise of a band because sometimes I think, uh, it's just better received when it's a band versus, um, a solo artist. But I also on the opposite end of that, I feel like as a solo artist, you get to really connect with people cause they're like, you know, I heard that part of your story and yeah. you know, I don't know. So that was someone walking. <laughs> I thought so. I'm like, who's hitting a hammer? I know. We're at a music too. festival, so there's like millions of pairs of like cool boots. Lots just of like cool walking boots. Around. My favorite part about Mile is I can walk down the street and I can be like, listener, 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 artist. Yeah, listener, yeah. listener, 100%. listener. It's like, it's like you they can get, tell. It's like either cool shoes, cool hat, <laughs> yep. or cool shirt, cool shirt, or all of the above. Yes. Well, seeing yep. them all line up for lunch yeah. was like, <laughs> this is every style I've probably thought yeah, I, I might yes. try. Yeah, yep. you see a guy in like a scarf, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's uh. It's August. Yep. He's wearing a scarf. He's in a band. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you, um, you've, you've thought about potentially doing it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, it's, um, it's a give and take for me. Like it's, I like having control, which I feel like that's yeah. one of the hardest things to give up, you for know, like sure. full control, but it's also nice to have like somebody who will help with promotions mm-hmm. and like put money into it yes financially you mm-hmm, know because mm-hmm. it's expensive to just it's like so to do an album i know mm-hmm. i mean it's yeah yeah it's pricey have you have you ever done kickstarter or anything like that we haven't mm-hmm. um i am i'm afraid to do it mm-hmm. because i feel like if i do it once i can never do it again <laughs> and i'm just like what if i do it and the project I did wasn't worth it, you know. Yeah, so for sure, I'm I'm tr- I'm actually I'm learning Ableton. Isn't that terrifying? It's it's like, hey, can you spend all your money yeah. and pay for this project? And then like, what if everyone hates it? Yeah. You know, and or, you're like, oh no. But I see, I I almost <laughs> feel like the crowdfunding people are less likely to hate it because they yeah. feel like they've done it. it. They're not going to give you a hundred dollars yeah. if they yeah. don't know you. But my situation mm-hmm. was I did a Kickstarter one time. You did. And was this for Skyline Social? It was. And are they are you that, guys a comedic band? Yeah. 
but this was like in 2013 mm. and the record still hasn't been finished. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, but I've had just immense guilt since uh, that time because because car payments have come up. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up. Oh, no. You did it. You got the money and you haven't done it. I have all the. How fu- much money we, did you get? We raised. This is. I didn't want to. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much money we're did diving we raise. right in. We raised seven hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> and we tracked the record. And you just put a torture car payment. Life. That's, <laughs> that's a shitty but thing I, to do. But I have a real job now, and it's still. Oh, I I have it tracked. Oh, I didn't. I shouldn't put a mic in front of me. Oh shoot. Mm. <laughs> but, there you go. You have. Anyway, it that's why I laughed when. Yes. Came up. Well, that, Actually, so yeah. you can basically you can get the money, mm-hmm. but and you don't have to do anything. The, I I know like there have been class action lawsuits and stuff about them. But seven hundred fifty bucks is not like yeah. Right. It probably cost seven hundred fifty to make it. It was uh, to be. I mean, it was mostly just my family giving it because it, <laughs> it was it was just a stupid project. And they probably knew, yeah. you know. But <laughs> it yeah, it was it's still in the process. But there was a lot of things set up, and then a lot of things fell through that yeah. were out of my control. So now mm-hmm. I've learned because before then I didn't understand how any of that works. So mm-hmm. I've bought Pro Tools and learned all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Finish it myself. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think that's that's it's more not so bad. <laughs> no, no, that's no, not. no, it's no. Just, you it will be completed. Money. It's just you know, some time. Yeah. <laughs> now I think um, doing the I'm so like I said, I'm learning Ableton mm-hmm. and how to track my own, mm-hmm. um, which I like that. But I don't love. I like going in a studio mm-hmm. and playing drums, and then going to guitar and then p- keys. And but a lot of my the people that I'm working with now. They don't play instruments anymore. Mm. They, they just program everything, yeah. okay. and it seems so like disingenuous. So sure. I'm like, but that's not that's fake. And yeah. what I've you know? what I've learned now that like I have some equipment of my own, and it's like I was talking with a friend the other day about how it's kind of scary now that I have the capability and the equipment to make my own stuff. So now I'm the only gatekeeper. So now it's my fault if I don't record it or yeah. make stuff. It used to be. I could, had enough money or convince a friend to mm-hmm. take me in or whatever but now it's like oh it's my fault if I don't make stuff mm-hmm. see I will say though with in, in regards to the production aspect because I've always like my first two records were very band based so just a trio like drums bass mm-hmm. um, maybe some guitar I was even pretty hesitant about guitar to be honest I'm sure. just like all about the piano yeah. um, but uh, this this last record that I did um, I worked with Jake Rye up in Michigan cool and he works with like uh, brother Elsie Michigander, and um, so he was really kind of pushing. He's like, "Well, like listen to this stuff, and what do you think about these sounds?" And so then it's kind of like a more, um, I don't know. I just think it's it's very important to surround yourself with people that will kind of push you a little sure. bit, um, push you out of your comfort zone because, mm-hmm. like, there was <laughs> there's one song that we added organ to, and I was like hell no yeah. like we are not doing that and he's like just try it listen to it see how it sounds mm-hmm. and i love it you yeah. know so yeah that's the the people that i'm so they thought the people i'm working with um chance's first album they Sweet. thought it was terrible really and i'm just like what <laughs> and their his new album they're like oh it's way better and there's a song called hot shower on <laughs> chance's new album mm-hmm. that when i first heard it and I heard it, granted, I heard it in the distance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this song sounds like he's like trolling people. <laughs> and th- and then my buddy legitimately says, he's like, that's the best song of 2019. And I'm like, Hark? what? Like, dude, we're going to like Let's duke say. it out, which I'm excited <laughs> for because I think 
conflict is really healthy. I agree. For artists. Mm-hmm. And, but we shy away from it. Or yeah. I shy away from it. I think we do just as people. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate conflict. I'll avoid it at mm-hmm. all costs. But Especially it's also Isaac so important. Over uh-huh. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to record up here because I was nervous. I would get kicked out. <laughs> so, what, uh, Katie, what are the biggest challenges you're facing right now in your uh, art- artistic career? Oh, that's a great question. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> I'll just be real honest. I can only write sad songs oh. and I've been trying really hard, but it's just like, I'm all about honesty and whatever. And like when shit hits a fan in life and like, that's what I want to write mm-hmm. about. And so like, um, and that's honestly like a really good way to process things, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but I'm, I'm struggling right now to write songs that I feel like other people will want to listen to or like gain something yeah. from. Um, for sure. I don't know. We're all our harshest critic, you know, yeah. for that, but well, I got married. Ooh, that's exciting. Like last, it is like yeah. last year, just like just over a year. And like my wife is great. Like <laughs> every relationship I've been in prior to hers, mm-hmm. I've been super insecure. And mm-hmm. like, I don't like, do they like me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But from day one, my wife's like, I'm into this. You're great. Like, mm-hmm. and like, since then, it takes all your song fodder away. Yeah, well, now yeah. I'm just like, shit, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> like, find I'm new happy. inspiration. And, yeah. like, the last time I tried mm-hmm. to write a happy song, mm-hmm. like, I made my niece cry, you know? So <laughs> I make my mom cry all the time. Yeah. She will literally call me and be like, I listened to this song. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm like, yes, I wrote it several months ago to help me get through that thing. Sure. So now I am. Yeah. I think also that is a, that is a, um, something that I think artists may, may or may not struggle with. Um, but I certainly do is that I will write a song and get it out and I'll be able to process through it. And then you know, I, I like the song and so it sticks around, but people are, people are like, it's so sad. Like, are you mm-hmm. okay? You I'm like, right? yeah. very fine like now. Five years like, ago, Katie. very fine. Yeah. You know, that's, yep, it yep. is. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. we, we are releasing an album of September and it's called losing control. And I wrote a lot of lonely songs and breakup mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird now. Cause right, cause, yeah, you're cause like, like you and, and, married, good, and I feel like there's a song <laughs> called like, it, it's called lonely and legitimately half of the lyrics are just lonely. Me just saying, <laughs> I'm so lonely. And it's just like, it's, I, I'm over it. It's like, yeah. I feel the need to have a disclaimer mm. before every song. Yes. Um, but what I was going to say before I started talking, um, why do you think it's so easy for artists to access sorrow because hmm. i i think a lot of artists are the hmm. same like damien rice yeah he was just like he's like i can only write when i'm just like so broken pits. you know yeah. i think it's because i think it's because sadness is something you can't really run away from like you can for a certain amount of time and people do it all the time where they like fill their lives with other stuff where, you know, we all have our elixirs or whatever. But I think that, um, when you're really down and when art is like a part of you and it's a part of like who you are, it's just like the only way that you can get through it. You know, there's no over, there's no under, there's no like above. It's just, you have to get through. And so I think accessing that sorrow is, uh, not easy. That's the wrong word, but it's just kind of like, it's always there. It's like you're, it's like if you were trying to, trying to walk right and right there in front of that wall and you're like, well, I can't get past this until, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, do you ever think about other people who aren't artistic and just like, how do you cope all the time? Because I'm always just like, so grateful that Mm -hmm. I'm an artist because I can like cope and Mm -hmm. process. 
I absolutely, I think about that all the time yeah. because people have, I'm sure people have other things that they do. I mean, you know, for, but like, I mean, it's that phrase, a world without art is just meh or the earth without sure. art is just meh. And so I just, um, I don't know. I think that everybody has a creative outlet of some sort. So they must, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I kind of have a question building on that for both of you then, because I'm, the only songs I've written are like stupid songs that like I'm completely separated from. It's just like, this is a funny concept. But I, I always think it's really interesting for artists that like, it's so easy to be vulnerable. And maybe it's just my personality, but like the only songs that, yeah, the only songs I write are either stupid lyrics or mm-hmm. instrumental. So I think anytime I've tried to write a real song, mm-hmm. like that record that the Kickstarter was for, originally the songs I wanted to write for it was like, this is gonna be a real record now. Mm-hmm. And like, I couldn't do it. I don't know if that's just my personality or what, but I wonder how you guys like find it so easy to be vulnerable. Is I, that, does that make I sense? I called my brother like in tears the night before my first EP came out. And I was like, what did I do? Like, everyone's gonna know. Gonna know. Sure. Like, oh my gosh, like I have to pull it. Like, what, what, what? You know, and um, obviously like at that point, it's just like my family listening. Like, why did I care? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But um, at the same time, I don't think it's easy, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I hear that question for sure. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think it's, it's, it's easy. I feel like I've been thinking a lot about this because I feel like the most vulnerable art form is stand-up comedy. Because hmm. it's legitimately you, a microphone, and your thoughts. Yeah. That's it. Within, but for musicians, it's you have a lot of camouflage, so you can write metaphor. Mm. So people, it, it can. So mean, they don't have to know what you're exactly. Act, who you're yeah. talking um, about. There's also a melody. Like mm-hmm. I could complain to you about how terrible my wife is, mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, just get over it. Or I could sing it to you, and you're like, mm-hmm. tell me more, you know? Huh. But then also, I... Oh, your I, wife's for, not terrible, by the way. She's not. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> she, it's she doesn't wondering. listen to this. Because <laughs> um, she says it's too weird. She's like, it's too weird to listen to you, whatever. But it's also, you have like a wall of sound and yeah. an instrument in front of you mm-hmm. that kind of makes it... Another reason I like to play with a band. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because it's, have, it is, I mean, it really is Have you is ever done the So Far show? No, I it's on my list. I so really far shows want to. are great, but it's like they're really cool because a bunch of people there, they're gonna listen, mm-hmm. they'll probably buy your merch, but it's they're like, like listening. Yeah, they're investigating like, oh, your your sentences. Goodness. And to circle back to Mile Music, that's what it's like here too. Yeah. And it's terrifying mm-hmm. because you get up there and like last night I was at Jim's place. It's a little dive bar. And, um, you know, I played in several dive bars before and it's loud and everyone's talking. And so it's like, la, la, la. I'm just, you know, sitting here singing. Everyone in that room was looking at me and it's, it's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but it's also, it takes it back to that vulnerability of like, oh my gosh, everybody's going to know or everybody's going to hear this. But I think when I think about my favorite artists that I like to listen to, um, I think the most gifted artists are those that like make you think about your life. So you're singing, Mm -hmm. like whenever I listen to like, let's say like Gregory Allen Isakoff, he's one of my favorite artists of all time. Whenever I listen to his stuff, I'm not thinking about like, oh, I wonder what, what's going on in his life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, relating to it or just sort of, it's more of like a human experience versus, um, a personal one, but that's something I'm trying to work on in my writing. Sure. I feel like I just am like so selfish sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know? and, I, and maybe the part of it is too, that everybody is so selfish. We mm-hmm. always think about ourselves where we get self-conscious. Like I hope people don't notice me. It's like, nobody's noticing you. Everybody's so inward looking. Right. And so when they're listening to the songs too, it's probably easy for them to say like, Oh, this, I feel this, like this mm-hmm. applies to me this way. And so mm-hmm. I guess maybe that is also part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I think songs are meant 
or also when I write a song, I'm planning. Was that a bird? <laughs> I think that was a bird down there. Dang. I can't. Sometimes <laughs> I can't tell so if the mic picked it up I or if I just it. heard it. Yeah, but no. there was a huge burp <laughs> as I was about to open up about my feelings. <laughs> um, um, no, but I think ain't that life. Um, I also it can be hard when the funny thing is I think I write songs in a metaphor and mm-hmm. then I like play it for my wife which for some reason the hardest thing for me to do mm-hmm. is to play a song for my wife mm-hmm. who's never leaving me like mm-hmm. all my friends could leave me mm-hmm. but when I play for my wife I'm just like okay here we go here we go but mm-hmm. I always like write a metaphor and I'm like what do you think I was about and then she says exactly what I was about I'm like how did you know <laughs> um, I'm tangential but mm-hmm. um, I also think songs and when I write songs I am writing them to prepare to share it. Like mm-hmm. I always write always a song, have that, how knowing it's be that like sent I'm, out. Yes, you know, and mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, I think at some point early in the process, it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. But now, like, there's some like when I sing "Falling Out of Love," I don't think about my ex mm-hmm. really anymore. Mm-hmm. I think more about right. the moment that's actually happening. Yeah. So that, that might is be a, a really too. cool thing that that you mentioned too is because I have a lot of songs that I wrote about you know people from long ago and I never think about them when I'm playing the song. It's like hmm. like very very seldom will I ever think like I will think oh my gosh this is so crazy this is relating to my life now mm-hmm. in a totally different way that I never would have you know anticipated before and I think that is a kind of speaks to the beauty of like songwriting itself is that like it's uh that's my wife <laughs> that's an amazing Get picture that you have <laughs> <laughs> it was like before because she's my wife is so she's like really expressive mm-hmm. and extremely passionate mm-hmm. and if i ever do something dumb she's like oh trevor you big idiot like that's just what she does maybe that's why you're scared to play like, songs for her i like captured <laughs> had to capture the moment. A moment of her doing it and now oh, yeah. it's her, that's her screenshot amazing. Um, what's your writing process mm-hmm. like and how does how mm-hmm. do you critique it yeah. Um, usually what I do, I write a lot in the car. So oh, if I have like a little hook that comes in my head, then I'll record it on a lot of voice memos. Um, but sometimes I'll just sit down to the piano. Um, like I have a couple songs that I'm just like feeling something so much that um, actually like this, oh, this is a good example. So I sat down to the piano. I was like feeling so much and I sat down and probably wrote one of the stupidest songs I've ever written in my mm-hmm. whole life. And it was like so, so dumb. And I was like, nope, that like, that didn't get it out. And so I sat down again and like the landing just like came out like after that, like another song of mine. Um, and so sometimes you just have to write a lot of like a lot of shitty songs mm-hmm. before you get to ones that you feel are, are good to come out. But I think like back to the therapeutic point that you said, um, usually I come up with a melody or the, the, um, the lines or the lyrics first. Um, and then add the melody or the, the piano part to back it up. But, uh, I think, um, I've been struck another struggle that I have is getting in my head of like, no one's going to want to hear this or how mm-hmm. is this going to come across if it's released instead of the reason that I wrote at the very beginning is just to write because I, I need it to. And so I'm trying to get back to that headspace because I don't think it's bad if I have 50 songs and only release 10 of them. Sure. You know what I yeah. mean? I think I'd rather write that all out and get it all out and then pick, pick the ones that I think will be most relatable. Mm-hmm. And that's practicing practicing the skill of writing it too. Is, so. yeah. Are you mm-hmm. sharing these your songs with people? And then how do you know when they're wrong? Sure. Um, you know? 
That's a great question. Usually what I'll do is uh, when I'm done with a song, I will record it all the way and then uh, I'll I'll not listen to it for a week and I'll come back a week later and listen to it. And mm. if I still think it's good, then I'll keep working on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> out of my, my brain, I'm like, that's a great idea. But then I'm like, but what if I forget something great? Well, that's but, why you record Like I always, yeah. and honestly, like, it's like, there have been times where I'm like, oh, I'll remember that later. Nope. I don't. It's never, gone. Ever, ever. And so I, I have like probably four to 500 voice memos on my oh, phone dude. of ideas voice and memos licks and whatever. Single handedly has changed my writing. Same. And it could single handedly like end our careers if people oh, heard them. It uh, could sing, I, yep. would, I would like <laughs> crawl in a hole. Oh my gosh. If somebody if ever anyone got, my voice yeah. Memos. If anyone, like if I die, no, please delete every sure. voice memo. 100%. <laughs> well, the, thing, the cool thing about voice memos is like sometimes I'll go back and I'll listen to a song and then like where it was. To where, and I'm like, uh-huh. wow, that's, that's cool. also that's really cool. You hear like the room noise and he, like mm-hmm. go back to that moment, and you kind of mm-hmm. remember where you were, and it, yeah, then you hear it on the master. Andrew copy. Bird, mm-hmm. he has a really great quote that I think about often. I love but him, but he, great, but mm-hmm. he, um, says, I think he still does this, but he never writes down his lyrics because he says that if, mm-hmm. if they're good, I won't forget them. Wow. And I was like, ooh, that's He's a confident human being. <laughs> He's a very confident person. Dang. Yeah, that's uh that's a little intense for that me. That is intense. I don't know. I'm such a lyric person though. Like I, I think a Who lot are some of my of your songs, favorite lyricists. Oh, that's a great uh Sarah Brellis, I think, is a fantastic lyricist. Um Gregory Allen Isakov also, I know I mentioned him before, but um lots of metaphors, just like deep metaphors that like Almost, almost to the point of like over your head, but just still like paints a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Man, I, ch- I feel like there's so many, but on the spot, it's hard to. Yeah. Sure. How about you? Um. So I, well, it's probably a duo. They're uh, well, the band As Cities Burn. Mm-hmm. They were like, um, kind of like a hardcore band mm-hmm. um, that I was a big fan of, but they. They just, this was the first band that I listened to in high school and I listened to their lyrics Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know how I feel, which was like Mm -hmm. unreal. But, um, I'm very, very drawn to strong metaphor. Mm -hmm. So they do a lot of that. Um, a guy named Josh Goggin, who's a band called the chariot. They're Mm -hmm. like a really heavy band. Um, I'm trying to think of other great, um, oh, um, uh, what's his name? The tallest man on earth. His oh, lyrics are yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's, there's so, there's just so much meat on mm-hmm. like one word. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like you can just think of, um, so much, um, trying to think. Noah Gunderson. I like Noah Gunderson. Gunderson. Mm-hmm. When he wrote Jesus, Jesus, mm-hmm. that song single-handedly mm-hmm. made me question my faith. <laughs> <laughs> I like a whole generation of millennials <laughs> in like college. It. I'm just yeah. like, what? I don't know if yeah. this is real. Um, he's great. Um, he's so good. There's some rap. Chance the Rapper's great. Mm. Um, J. Cole. I love, love J. J. Cole. Cole. He's Fantastic. like one of those dudes who's mm-hmm. just like super real. Mm-hmm. Actually, Drake's last album, really? Scorpion, he had some great lyrics in there mm. that I was shocked to come from like such a pop star. He, sure. he seemed to be like talking about some like real stuff mm. as opposed to like typical pop sure. music, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glaze but over it. Should we go to you, Isaac? 
I am honestly not much of a lyr- lyricist person mm. or a lyric person. Just I think it be- comes from I've always just been the musician, and so even like my favorite bands, like I wouldn't know the lyrics to the songs, and I'd be like, oh, I'd look up, I'd look by mm. a lyric, and it's like, oh, that's what they're saying. Sure. Yeah, like uh-huh. I'm, I'm just such a aural per. Well, I mean, I guess lyrics are that too. But anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I don't have much. I mean, it's kind of quintessential now, but Dawes, Taylor Goldsmith, I love Dawes. like yeah. sometimes like the way like putting the the words biscuits and the beans in a song mm. that like is meaningful. <laughs> yeah, is that that is one of the few times where. It, stands out and like so true oh dang like lyrics can be cool too sure. uh-huh. just the sweet guitar yeah, so much. their song uh all your favorite bands oh my gosh I, when i first heard that so have you heard it yet Trevor? it Dawes? is yeah. yeah i've never listened to them i all oh of my, my friends gosh. who i respect musically <laughs> listen to them but i'm just they like they are yeah, just and, and same here i'm i'm honestly like late bloomer and when it comes to them i probably like hopped on the wagon a year ago but that song is so specific to like mm-hmm. that whatever experience and i don't know if it's based on a real story or not but um it's such a specific thing um but and yet everyone's just like Mm-hmm. I relate to you know it's oh it's so good yeah yeah, yeah what, I'll try it what, what I like about them is f- from record to record like you know a lot of bands kind of get in a thing it's like oh this is how this band sounds mm-hmm. whatever but like record to record they just do what they're feeling not in a like we want to do whatever we want but just in mm-hmm. a like hey we were in the studio and this is like what came out mm-hmm. and so I don't know if it's the most recent record or one the one before that's cool but a lot of people like they're like, oh, I have to kind of try to <laughs> like this. Uh-huh. But I found when I have it just like on loop in the background or whatever, I learned to love it. And it's, it's the kind of thing where they're like, hey, we're artists. And hopefully as fans, you uh, like trust us enough to be like, mm-hmm. this is what we are now. And yeah. you love us for what we make, not what we make. Which I think, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of, there's more weight to a name, I think, than people think. But that kind of made me think about because as like St. Albans going to be changing a lot, I was thinking a lot about should I change the name? Should I right. do? But kind of to your point of, I think one of the nice things about naming a project after yourself mm-hmm. is I feel like there's a little bit more wiggle room to kind of do whatever you yeah. want. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, it's not like a band. It's just like, yeah, that's you know, Katie Peterson's Katie Peterson. music. Yeah. It's like, this is who I am. This is like mm-hmm. an art project and I'm mm-hmm. going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, Katie, P- Katie if, Peterson does piano music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if you want to do something yeah. else, it, it's still your music. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're like a really weird band, like Radiohead or something. Mm-hmm. But like the band, last Perry, name is <laughs> the band Perry, the band Perry. I mean, they were a country band, and right. now they're a pop band. Wait, yes. what? Hundred percent. They put on a pop. I have not found really. Whoa. Uh, yeah, they. Um, I think it was last year they put out one hundred percent like. Produced, hmm. overproduced pop record. It's like how every and it's not band even like it's, it wasn't band. even like a Taylor Swift pop. Interesting. Like how she she had like that bridge that record, uh-huh. but like it was like they did straight country and then mm-hmm. they did an EP and it's straight. They like rebranded completely, but um, it's just like it's there's so much weight to their name. Yeah, that they they can do what they want. And I, I think I think artists get oversensitive. Mm-hmm. about well what if people don't like i think people are more adaptable than yeah. we give them credit that is true mm-hmm. yeah but yeah are you do you play 
around in Michigan? I do. Yeah. I, I'm trying to play more, more frequently. Um, like I said, I, I worked at the the piano bar in Indy and Mm -hmm. then I also did that up in Michigan for a while too. Um, and I've been trying to just, uh, do more of my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know, I think, um, a lot of times, again, my own head of like, well, like my music won't be able to like make enough money to do this. So I have to do this now. Mm -hmm. But I think like when you think about the long-term, um, effects of really investing in your music and in your performances, um, it is possible. And, um, you know, I don't know, I, I grew up in a, in a very supportive home. So I don't want this to sound like, like that, but more just like, I think growing up, it's like, you can be anything you want to be as long as you can like support yourself financially. And so like, I think that really like gets in, in the way sometimes of, um, of really just going for it. Um, at the same time, like this year has been one of the best in terms of, um, the number of shows that I've been playing and the, um, the response that I've received. And so I'm just trying to roll with it, you know, Mm -hmm. cause it's just like, I don't know, life's short and you got to do what you love. Sure. How do you, you mentioned like you, you can get in your head. How do you get out of your head? Uh, write a song or, or I call my mom, I call my mom a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, uh, you know, or sometimes I'll just, um, try to think back on times that like were successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. I guess I get in my head a lot. I think most artists mm-hmm. do. It's imposter syndrome. It is. I've quoted we the story probably way. more than anything in the world, but I was listening to a Paul McCartney interview and um, I can't remember how it came up, but Paul McCartney's just like, I'm just so afraid that people are going to find out I'm a hypocrite. And I'm just like, hmm. you're like the second richest musician. Mm hmm. And you're Sir Paul McCartney. Like you're a freaking Beatle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's the same. He's just like, mm-hmm. I yeah. just hope they don't find out I'm an imposter. I'm mm-hmm. like, dang. It's crazy. It's yeah. like every big opportunity you get. It's yeah. like, I hope I can continue to pretend like I deserve to be sure. here. Okay. It Which is great. But that so, um, and then I remember I quoted this story to somebody who was on the podcast. He's a comedian mm-hmm. named Josh Johnson who like just opened for Trevor Noah. So he's like Whoa. doing some great things. So yeah. Um, situation for imposter um, syndrome. Yeah. So, but I told him this story and he's just like, he's like, I get where you're coming from. But then he said, you have to understand like Paul McCartney to, to Paul McCartney. He's not Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney mm. is you. And I was just like, Whoa, mind just like blown. my brain just exploded. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, that is crazy. I think that's another thing too, that sometimes that will help me to get out of my head. So when I was 18, you know how like the stupid, like Facebook memories, like come back and just yep. remind you of how dumb you just were back in the day. Time. And, uh, but there was one that came back and it was when it, I wrote it when I was like 17 or 18 and it was like, list 10 things about yourself that no one knows. Sure. And so of course, whatever. So one of them was like someday, I know it sounds stupid, but someday I really want to have my own album. And that mm. is 10 years mm-hmm. ago that I wrote that. And I never, ever, ever thought in a million years that I would have done like any of the stuff that I'm doing now. That's really cool. And so, you know, it's just like when you think back to that kind of perspective, um, you know, even like every little step, like kind of like, okay, what, what, what does success mean to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just about to ask that. you know, exactly. So it that that's brewing. a great question because I just feel like, uh, our inner critics get in our way of, uh, really celebrating those small steps, you mm-hmm. know, um, because they're not so small when you, <laughs> sure. when you look back, you well, know, yeah, we just, um, crazy. we just got our very first vinyl. Awesome. Which is like, I feel like for, 
DIY musicians mm-hmm. getting your first vinyl is like so exciting. Oh, totally. And like I like opened it and I was like, it's it like looks Christmas real. morning. It looks like it a looks vinyl. Real yeah. and like and I like touch and like like I, I was by myself, thankfully. But I like I legitimately pet it. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, oh. Yeah. I called my wife and I'm like, babe, no. she's like, <laughs> I okay. got a circle. Yeah. <laughs> I got a circle. I got a plastic so circle. So is that, circle. that what you'd say successes mm-hmm. then defi- like enjoying the little things? Yeah. Because all those little moments add up. I mean, like, like for mile for of music, for example, like is this amazing festival that where they treat you like a rock star. Oh, dude. They treat you so well. Yeah. I went to the coffee shop and I had my badge and they're uh-huh. like, Oh, you get half off. I was like, our hotel room had a kitchen in it. It did. Our hotel has a kitchen too. Yeah. It's like a suite. Yeah. It's like the, the, this it's giant. Oh, it's so awesome. My friend Lindsay's here with me. So she's like yeah, helping sweet. me with merch and, and loading in and everything. Awesome. And it's been amazing to have a, yeah. have a, a buddy. Mm-hmm. A buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last question we generally ask um, is for, so in this, you can take it generally, you can make it specific to you. It's kind of really, I just want um, a ge- like a genuine response, whatever you kind of think of. So okay. what do you think the role of the artist is today in the world? Hmm. I think the role of the artist is to uh, make us think critically about how we view one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that music, especially, okay, so we're, we live in super divided times right now. Everybody is in what seems like constant conflict. Um, and actually, do you listen to um, Chris Thiel? Chris Chris Tile. Chris Thiele? The oh, mandolin player? Yeah. I'm, yes. s- I'm like, I'm, I feel very embarrassed that I don't know how to say it's his last totally, name. It's, it's totally literally fine. like. I judged you just a little, oh my, but it's No, fine. you can please, <laughs> please feel free. But I, I'm also embarrassed to admit that I just jumped on that bandwagon mm. like a month He's ago. amazing. And he has a song called, um, I made this for you. And it's like, though I like literally, if I sit down and, and listen to it, it just makes me cry because it's so, it's so much like, um, you know, everybody's writing on Facebook, uh, you know, saying all these hateful things to someone that I would, I would probably like if I met, yeah. um, in person. And I think that one of the things that music does is kind of shatters those belief systems or those mm-hmm. walls between us or whatever that makes you, uh, you know, say th- crazy things on Facebook and you have this shared experience. Sure. And I think that's a really important role that um, musicians and artists of all kinds um, kind of have a responsibility to do uh, is to present something that people enjoy and can have that shared human experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been one of the best. Shared human experience. You look like you disagree. No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I agree. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's getting a little, this gets a little woohoo, but like, mm-hmm. I just imagine somebody creating a sweet song with a good beat, and like, mm-hmm. you could be on the dance floor just like grooving, like looking at somebody just giving like the yeah mm-hmm. face to somebody that like have completely opposite lives, beliefs, everything, and it's just like kind of a great op- what's the opposite of a divider? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the great combiner. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Combiner. But I don't know. Um, yeah. So we end every episode mm-hmm. with a speed round. Oh, okay. So just, uh, and these, que- these are dumb questions. They're not okay. like, ser- I'm not going to be like, what is the meaning of life? Um, <laughs> Let's roll so the whatever, yeah. <laughs> the first thing that comes to your head, just pop to it. Isaac, right. I'm not going to do it because you're not the featured No, I'm just artist. here. <laughs> but you can, you're welcome anytime. 
If you ever want to like co-host, I would gladly. This is really fun. Yeah. As long as it we don't really listen back, it's really suck. doing a podcast is great because you can get almost anybody to talk to you. Yeah, there's some like bigger people that I'm like, hey, you want to be on podcast? Like, yeah. Especially if you have a backlog. So cool. That's what yeah. I've learned. Is a lot of people mm-hmm. if they just like look you up and you're like, yep. oh, they have enough oh, they have episodes. I have to artists. scroll. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Katie. Yes. What would your last meal on Earth be? Oh boy. Um. Red lobster cheddar biscuits. Mm, that's a first. Um, I don't know. Something my mom would make. Okay. Yeah, she's a great cook. What is your favorite word? Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> Least favorite word. Moist. Ooh. <laughs> biggest pet peeve. Uh, when people walk really slow. Oh, <laughs> you probably hate to walk behind me. <laughs> uh, if you can consume one artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh boy, um, probably Noah Gunderson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're gonna make a movie about you, who's the actor who betrays you? Oh, who 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 portrays me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you said betray. Sorry. <laughs> who, who's the actor I was like, oh no, what's gonna William happen in my Defoe, life? <laughs> for sure. Um. Oh boy. Uh. Kristen Bell. Okay. Uh, who would the antagonist be? Um, I do not know. Okay. Love interest. Lo- who would be? Who would the love interest mm-hmm. be? And these are all actors. Oh man, Ryan Gosling. Mm, <laughs> he's a great person. He's yeah. Like yep. I, I, we'll talk after. Um, <laughs> what is the last thing you listened to? Um. I listened to Kevin Garrett in the okay. car this morning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what is the first thing you would buy if you won the lottery? A house. A house. Mm-hmm. Nice. Or no, I take it back. A grand piano. A grand A house piano. and then a grand piano. Nice. Well, and you then, probably could buy both. True. Yeah, I would probably I'd buy a house, a grand piano, and then like a really nice keyboard that I could take to, oh, to nice. get stuff. Yeah. Katie, where can people find you? Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, digitally, you know, uh, but katiepeterson.com is my P-E-T? website. P-E-D. Thank D. you for asking. I, P-E-D yeah. as in Delta, E-R-S-O-N. Delta. It sounds like <laughs> you've you ever done said that, that before. <laughs> I do the same thing yep. for, with St. Aubin. It's like uh-huh. A-U-B as in boy. I mm-hmm. learned that from my dad. Yep, Thanks, exactly. I know. I learned it from my mom. Um, anything else? You, do you have things promoting? This will probably come out either this month or next month. Sweet. Um, I am. I just released a song last July. Sweet. It's, well, not last July, last month uh, called Just So You Know, and it's digitally out. So that's my newest thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, we end every podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ask the guest to remind people to go create things, go do things, mm. just go be a positive creative in the world. Absolutely. And we say that by saying, go do art. I know it's grammatically incorrect. I love it. But it's okay. So okay. would you tell the guest to go yes. do things? Guests, go do art. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank Katie you so Peterson. much. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Art Speaker. If you want to find out more about us and Art Speak, go to artspeak.co. You can find out everything you need to know. <laughs>